I think it's realizing that, you know, life is a game and you have to max out every single level in life to be perceived as high value. So like once you've maxed out looks, money, status, charisma, confidence, right? When you get, when you max out every single level, you finally gone to a point where, you know, you're perceived as someone that is a nine, a 10, right? So when you become a nine or a 10, you'll attract nines and 10. So you know, a lot of people don't realize this, right? And then that's why a lot of people, they won't even scratch the surface of what they're capable of. And they're ju they'll just go into this whole like plane of mediocrity. So when, you, when, you're, when you're stuck there and you don't realize how the game works, then that's why a lot of people are just stuck in this loophole where they're, they're, they're stuck in a life they hate and they don't know a way out. <laughs> You ever like see those videos that are like reject modernity or something and then like embrace masculinity and it's like all these guys saying, Yeah, all yeah, oh, we should all be feminist and then uh you know, some like <laughs> and then like some yeah. fat guy like eating a ton, he's like, accept me for Yeah, and Nico Cotto, dude. I've seen the same TikToks, man. Like, like, I don't I, I favorited them, man. I love those ones. I don't understand that, man. Like what what is that? Like why? <laughs> Why is yeah, that oh. something that should be accepted, bro? You ever see that Chinese guy who started twerking on some like porn star, bro? Yeah, man. Dude. Shit, bro. It's so random. Yeah. <laughs> man, okay. I think like so everyone's red. trying to like yeah, I know. I agree, man. I, I think everyone's just trying to make like or over the years at least, society hasn't faced that many problems that are like really, really big in a way, which is why they're allowing men to just become soft. And like here, I'll I'll be I'll be the first one to say it society's biggest problems were solved by men and obviously we don't have as nearly as big problems now nowadays as we did like 50 years ago 100 years ago 200 years ago to the point where now we're just allowed to be soft as men and it's become socially accepted and i i completely disagree with that everyone's trying to like you know uh or at least the mainstream media is trying to make men softer they're trying to like say oh yeah it's okay to be like this it's okay to show your emotions i think you're going to touch upon this point later but Showing emotions as a man is not like it's not something that you should be doing actively. Yes, it's okay that uh you know you can discuss your problems to your guy friends or whatever, but then you know constantly bitching about it, telling everyone or like you know having a sob story about everything that goes on in your life, it just should not be accepted yeah, as men. So yeah. So what do you say to women that say like, oh man, I I, I wish my man was like more vulnerable with me. Like I, I I just you know he should have a shoulder to cry on. Like what do you what do you say to those women? You see, look, they can say that, and as much as, like, obviously, like, anyone would want to believe it, it's, it's simply not true. And, like, the thing is that as a man, you're supposed to be someone who portrays a more dominant uh, profile in the relationship, right? You're supposed to take on more of a dominant role. And if you don't do that, then, you know, obviously, like, you know, with biology for thousands of years, humans have been programmed like this. Men are the ones that take care of all the problems. We're the builders. And women are the providers. They are not providers, well, uh, housekeepers, pretty much. I don't want to be like, you know, uh, you know, I want to get taken in the wrong context, but they're usually the ones that take care of, you know, like of people and stuff, while men are the ones that take care of the problems. So um, again, like, obviously, this goes back to the whole society argument that, you know, the men have become softer in a way. And now everyone thinks, oh, yeah, it's okay for men to like show their emotions or everything like that. But in reality, that's not how it's been. 
for thousands of years, men have been the ones to be the strong figure in front in front of everyone else. So I just I I, I have to disagree with those people. So Devin, say. what do you think? Well, I mean, people will say like you know most of uh, society's problems were fixed by men. True, but weren't they? Weren't a lot of them also caused by men? Like if you think about it, right? Like a lot of wars and shit, like probably caused by men. Yeah, like, but, yeah, of course. But, that's that's I mean, besides the point. That was just like when was the last time? Yeah, but here's the thing: when was the last time that you heard a woman fix a major world issue? Damn! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> and I'll so, tell you, I'll tell you this: you'll hear them a out. whole bunch of cases. You'll hear a whole bunch of cases where women cause the problems. I don't say that men don't cause problems. A lot of times, in fact, I'll, I'll go as far as to say most problems are caused by men, but all the problems are fixed by men, or almost all. And then, but like, yeah, I understand what you're saying in the sense of like, you know, men just need to like be more of themselves in the sense that like, you know, we need to kind of, you know, we, we need to be better versions of ourselves and like versions that the media is not necessarily portraying. You know what I mean? Like, we need to we need to become better versions of ourselves and become just become like the ultimate person, like become the ultimate man. Really be the best person that we can to society, like you know, improving the way that we are physically, mentally, we take care of other people and just like the way that we carry ourselves. I think that that's something that needs to be stressed more today than ever, really. Cause there's so many more yeah. problems today. And I think that, you know, we should reclaim that. Yeah, man, I 100% agree with that. Eric, what do you think? Man, I think that, uh, I don't know, I feel like that now the world is just saying that, you know, all all men should be feminine. You know, we should, like, just, we, we should just really accept us, like, for who we are. Like, it's just basically telling us, like, the opposite of, uh, you know, what we should be listening to. And then, like, I think that's why people really hate, you know, Fresh and Fit. They hate Tate. They hate all these other guys in this community, right? Because of that. Yeah. And I think uh, to like all the new watchers of FNF and like, you know, the Red Pill space, it's a, definitely a really big eye opener. And it was for me as well when I first started watching them. Um, you Are like you really that... involved in the Red Pill community? Like it, I, I've heard that people who get really involved, like that's like a bad thing, you know? I, I do watch a lot of Red Pill content. But again, as I said before, like I've really made a switch from watching like the whole women like the content about like what they make about women to, you know, uh, content about real estate businesses yeah. um, becoming successful. And I think that's where the most value comes from in the red pill space. Like, yeah, sure. Like you can like, uh, I, I would say it's really important to understand intersexual dynamics and the red pill space, especially fresh and fit does like a really good job in teaching men that, but then again, you should not be wasting all your time just watching the content of that. And I noticed like on fresh and fit's channel, their most watched videos like regularly are the after hour shows where they bring out, like you know tens of girls like every single night and stuff like that and it's like dude like there's two hundred eighty thousand men watching that shit every single night until 3 a.m and i guarantee you 90 percent of them don't watch the daytime shows 90 percent of them aren't trying to make themselves better 90 percent of them are just red pill masturbators who just watch that content and don't do anything to act on it and like that that's what kind of pisses me off in the red pill space so I would say it's not a problem with being involved with the red pill. It's just that you have to select which content that you actually watch. Yeah, honestly, I think you should. A lot of like guys who watch Fresh and Fit, they're they're really just chasing girls. Like they really, the reason they want them, they 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 watch the podcast is because you know they want a girl, right? They want to fulfill this like empty hole in their life. But the thing is, like, what I believe is that, you know, as a guy, you should stay single until you make something of yourself. So when you exactly. do make something of yourself, right now, you're at a now you're at a place in life where if you were to chase a girl, right, it's not like you're losing anything because, you know, you've really gained everything that you want in life. Right. So I, I remember someone said that, like, the best revenge 
to if like let's say your 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 girl broke your heart right and then like let's say she cheated on you or something like that right the only way to get back at her would be to work your ass off for 10 years make something of yourself now you have the money now you you have the respect the influence the power right and then because the girl sees that right because she sees that you really improved yourself you became a man of value a man of quality a man that um a lot of other girls they're they'd be attracted to because they see you've basically maxed out every single level there could be in life. And now they're going to come back to you. And what now you can reject them because you've gone to a place where like, you're just, you're just that much better now, like where, you know, you're the biggest mistake they ever made because they chose to cheat on you to break your heart. And now you've become someone that, you know, they can't have anymore. You know, it's very, yeah. I saw this one TikTok once. Yeah. Um, and it was like, work your ass off until her biggest flex is that she once knew you and that hit me bro i was like shit like this is so facts like like i gotta work my ass off until like even knowing me is like a big deal you know what i mean and like you know that that's basically like the main motto here man just become someone of value and shit and don't worry about like any relationship that you have in high school like i, I like even like some of my closest friends and stuff like they still go through like you know problems with um valuing a girl like really highly and stuff and you know uh chasing commitment or like love and everything like that and um it's kind of hard to convince them sometimes that yo like this is not what you should be looking for in high school and practically like everything that you would want from a girl you could get down the line or just with your guy friends right now like you want company dude talk to me and like i'm so open to like you know having guys like talk to me about like how they feel and stuff like because us men we're supposed to be the ones taking care of each other right now yeah. right and i think we've entered like a phase in the in like you know in history where it's harder and harder for women to be able to take care of male problems and it's been that way honestly for for a long time but like even now like people have become so like close-minded to the idea that men even like have like problems in the world and stuff like that and like Every single time that a man tries voicing, you know, like the fact that he has problems, he gets ignored because it's like, yo, you're a man. You should suck it up. Like, you know, do whatever. Yeah. Um, like, I, you know, like I, I've heard that every 14 minutes, like a guy suicides or something like that. Right? Yeah, that's true. In America, just in America, by the way, around the world, it's even less than 14 minutes, which is even sadder. And like I, if you go to I Japan, it's yeah, like you're you're definitely right. Like all male problems are ignored. Like you're it's just uh, I guess you're, you're just forced to not be emotional. Like you have to have your shit together. And honestly, like it, that's a it's a bad thing to an extent, but it's also a good thing because you're learning not to play the victim mentality, which is. Yeah. Like, if you think you're the victim of everything in your life, you're like a victim of your circumstances, like you get you you just start to hate the world because of it. And you just start to take no action. And when you become when you go into the victim trap, then I really feel that, you know, you're really fucking yourself because just getting out of that, like you're just you're not going to become the person you wanted to be. If you, if you, yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent, man. I, I agree with you. I don't think that the victim mentality is going to bring anyone anywhere. Um, if you keep blaming other things for your downfall, you're never going to self-improve. You have to make sure that you take accountability for anything that's going on. And you have to make sure that you try your best to improve upon that. And any single thing that goes wrong in your life, you should be able to like point to something that you could have done better or something to prevent that. Um, and this goes back to like, okay, this is going to go a bit off topic, like the 2008 financial crisis, for example, so many people were like, oh yeah, these companies would never fail. Right. Like, you know, Lehman brothers and, um, you know, all the big, other big companies like Washington mutual who fell, every single investor was like so cocky. They're like, oh yeah, these companies are never going to fall. 
And then bam, both of them go bankrupt in the 2008 financial crisis, right? And everything goes like goes to hell. And people are trying to point fingers like, oh, he did this, he did that. No, like at Wall Street, there were so many people that could have done so many different things to prevent yeah. uh, like such, you know, such mishaps and stuff like that. And uh, I think, again, like this goes back to like the whole taking accountability thing. There's always something you could have done to make your situation better. And if something wrong happens to you, you should be pointing fingers to yourself first to see what you could have done to even prevent that from happening in the first place. And going into the whole victim mindset, um, there's a big difference between expressing like some of your emotions, like when you need to, like, let's say, God forbid your, your father dies, right? Like you don't want to just keep that inside of you. you want to be able to express your feelings to someone else, at least now, you know, again, it, it depends like who you're comfortable with for sure. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be like, you know, crying to the world about it and being a bitch about it. like, yeah, okay. Everyone's parents die. Like, it's not like, it's not that big of a deal where you have to complain to the rest of the world. But I would say that, you know, obviously you're going to feel a whole bunch of grief and you should have like some place to voice it out, like to some trusted friend of yours, some guy friend, you like who you know would have your back and stuff and who actually is capable of dealing with your problems in the first place you shouldn't be looking for sympathy from the rest of the world for something that happened to you you know what i mean yeah i i think i really think that's why people say like that it is what it is mindset through that because um yeah even if like the the worst things happen to you like your your parents die right you're uh you know, you, you just suffer a loss in the family, right? Now you've gone to a point where, you know, you're able to move on. You're able to say, you know what, it, it is what it is, man. Like, it, it just, it happened. Like, that, that this happens to everyone. And, uh, you know, you just got to keep moving forward. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think there's really no excuse for anyone to stop trying until they're dead. You know what I mean? Like, you're alive. Like, the chances of you being alive in the first place was so low. And then the fact that you weren't born with any major disability anything that was like or you, or you weren't born into a third world country you're born in a first world country you're born in america right if you are born in america or any western civilization which has all the amazing facilities that you would even ask for like all like if you're able to take care of yourself to a certain degree if you're able to have a, a like you know a shelter if you're able to have a roof uh, like above your head if you're able to have food properly you have zero excuse for being mediocre like it just it's simply put it's simply put like if you have the basic necessities of life, if you have the, like equal opportunities and stuff, there's no excuse for you to be someone who makes only $33,000 a year in America. There's absolutely zero excuse. Yeah, I, I really feel everyone in these third world countries, they would kill for the opportunity that you have. Exactly. It's like if you're in a first world country, you should really I, I really think that you should have an obsession of, uh, you know, of really like what you want in life. And until you reach that goal, then you got to like stay obsessed and. A lot of people don't really understand that mindset, but like once you've really gotten there, once you've reached that point in your life, then now like you can start to think of other things. But before that, like you just gotta, you get, you just gotta be obsessed. Yeah, man. Like there's billions of people, not even exaggerating. There's billions of yeah. people around the world that would kill to be in a position that you're in right now. To be born in America, arguably yeah. one of the best countries in the world, if not the best, Um, you know, to not be disabled, to not have any like major disability, um, to be fully capable, like, you know, having like just these basic human traits, which there's millions of people around the world who don't even have that. Like the fact that you're an able bodied man in a first world country tells you that there's no excuse to even be someone who's unsuccessful at all. Yeah, I really think that people chase instant gratification. That's why, like, you ever hear that quote, the people, people give up what they want most for what they want now. And yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. 
So I think the reason that most people are not successful is because they they give into that instant gratification. That's why like there's so many. That's why like porn is such a problem in the U.S. Right? Because yeah, you know yeah. people people love instant gratification. So like, w- what are your thoughts on that? Since it's November. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, Brandon Carter, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. So one of his quotes that I really like is that if you don't sacrifice for your goals, then your goals become your sacrifice. And this exactly. really hit me because like. If you don't, if you don't like have that mentality switch where you're like, okay, doing like, you know, playing video games for 12 hours a day, you know, watching like mindless entertainment on YouTube, um, you know, like just doing all like this shitty, like wasting time activities, right. Um, or activities that waste your time. If you don't sacrifice that and actually, you know, put that time forward to become someone better then all those hopes and dreams that you've had as a kid, to, like be someone successful or, or like, uh, especially for me, I wanted to provide for my family, right. That, that's like a really big um like dream of mine that I've had as a kid like I wanted to make sure that you know like my my children would be able to get like the best Christmas present um every single year they have the best clothes that like you know the best whatever um I've always wanted to be able to provide for my children when I you know ever since I was a kid and if I I, I realized that like if I don't sacrifice all this stupid you know time wasting stuff that I do every day I'm not going to get to who I wanted to be throughout my life if I spend hours on end just wasting time shit sorry oh someone's calling me uh yeah again as i was saying if yeah. i spend all that time like you know if i if i just like waste all that time instead of trying to become someone better then i'm not going to get anywhere with life and like i think that's like the um sorry yeah i, I think that's like the biggest message that people should be putting out there yeah man yeah it's it's pretty eye-opening man honestly any guy out there i would suggest start watching like fresh and fit brendan carter um justin waller and you know like anything anyone in the red field space pretty on uh, like to be honest like they're all good they're all good people to watch and stuff mm-hmm. i i really I, I think a lot of people because they're starting to realize this now which is why like you see all these gyms so crowded right because i feel like the gym for a lot of people it's the first step in self-improvement because you know this is something this is fine they're finally getting to a point where for the first time ever they're doing something that is building consistency they're building discipline right so that's why you see even like the laziest kids the kids who are like in fucking dynamics of geometry as seniors right in our grade right like i see all these guys at the gym now right so it's automatically clear that you know this summer like the the rise of all these self-improvement influencers they've really taken a toll on you know even like the 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 stupidest people right so now even the stupidest people are, are taking action to improve their life and it's just it's really inspiring because now you're getting to a point where you know people are trying to improve themselves in every way possible and then like through the gym you're going to be catapulted into other things you're going to be maybe you're going to start like building businesses you're going to be like that's why like e-commerce right is like the number one fastest growing online business like in the world right now and it's like set to uh you know like quadruple in the next decade or something right but um yeah i think that's why like people people are starting to realize this and like i think a lot of guys they're uh they're not really like it, I. It, I don't know. Like, I, do, are a lot of guys in relationships right now? Like, I know, it, it's very like. It's, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Are they? Um, man, I, I don't think so. I mean, at least the people that I talk to, they're not in relationships. Yeah, because I, I know like, there's this quote that like there people are saying that 99% of guys, right? They're uh, they're pursuing, they're chasing girls, they're chasing like all this you know, this negative shit that, um, is gonna, that, that's not really going to better their life. Right. So they're saying yeah. that people are saying that the competition's not even there because if you have 99% of people doing that, 
the one percent of people which is actually like if you think about it, there's eight billion people on earth like one one percent is like eight eighty million or some shit right yeah. but um because like the the competition's so small that it, it's not even it's not it's not even a level playing field anymore because like as long as you work towards it you're gonna accomplish it because not not everyone's gonna do it and um honestly like you get to see that through majority of people you meet that they're not really like on something like this they're not focused on this goal you know yeah and the thing is like we can't all be successful there has to be losers otherwise there's not going to be any winners um so again how i see it is you just have to, you're never going to be able to convince every single guy to be better and in a way that's a good thing man like there has to be some people that like we're better than right um in the nicest way put like we have to like we can't convince everyone there's just a whole like most men are going to end up being the like the 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 bottom 50% of people yeah. in America who make under $33,000 a year. And uh, I want to keep stressing that that that, that number $33,000 a year. Like mm-hmm. put it in perspective just how little money that is. Like we are honestly like blessed. We are I, I would say like every single person living in Monroe has a family that's in the top 25% of America making like well income wise, right? The fact that you even live in Monroe it, like it, it shows that, like yeah your parents like put in some sort of work at least to be someone successful and um again like if you go like other places in america where people don't make that much money you can kind of see like you know like the circumstances and stuff so uh what i would say is that a whole bunch of people uh, um especially in the western world take um their situation for granted and then they don't work to improve it and then they try making a hell out of uh, heaven that they're living in right now like the best facilities best schooling systems um well okay actually america does not have a great schooling system yeah, but I, you know mm-hmm. again still better education than you know most of the world you know best again best facilities best like you know healthcare systems and how come every single person here who isn't successful has some sort of excuse to not be successful like, I, I mean the way i sense. think of it is like if if the average is 33,000 and then you got all these other people that are making like millions to billions right like well, why... okay average is not 33k it's median right so that basically means yeah like yeah so like if the median is 33k right like if the median is 33k and then you got all these other people out there that are worth millions billions of dollars right like why why should you settle for thirty three thousand dollars? like if you think yeah. about it right scaling to ten thousand dollars a month on a business it's not hard and like yeah. i really think there's a different terminology between simple versus easy it's a very simple process right to scale to 10k you just go on a couple of calls you sell maybe you're charging clients like two thousand dollars per month retainer and then you get five yeah. clients that's ten thousand dollars right there right yeah, so it's a right simple there, yeah. process right as long as you know how to do the outreach you do the sales you do the service delivery and it's a three-step process you do that you'll be rich right but the thing is it's not an easy process because of all the skills that go into it so if you everyone who's like really made millions billions of dollars it's like they've they've done something where they don't stick to what other people have told them they don't they don't just go get good grades they don't just go to college they just get a normal job right it's like everyone broke out of that and they pursued like their own like exquisite thing like for example like people uh like for example like the whole smma space right like th- this guy he's like you've heard, you've heard of iman Godji, right you know who that is yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so he he made he made his first million dollars by the time he was 18 years old. And he, so he dropped out of high school doing that. Like he was not, he was, he was an okay student. Right. And then um now he's worth like 25 million. And then like, you got people like Graham Stefan, he was like a 1.2 GPA coming out of high school. 
And then uh, he finds real estate. Now he's worth like millions of dollars there. So it's like everyone it's it's like society has put the stigma against it's basically telling people that if you go to a world class educational institution, like let's say you go to Harvard, you go to an Ivy League, right? You go to a place like that. You're going to be successful. You're going to win the game like you're going to be you have the status like you have the value you have everything. Right. Because the way people look at someone who went to Harvard versus someone who went to community college is very different. Right. So all the smartest people in the world, the smartest people in this country, it seems like they're all pursuing that. Right. They're all pursuing going to a great college. And then, you know, like for what? Like they just end up exactly where everyone else is. And maybe they're making like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year, right? But you still have all these people that are making millions to billions. So, yeah. like, why is that? If the smartest people are pursuing that, like, how are all these people making millions and billions of dollars? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um. I. The simple answer is that the people making millions and billions they're financially literate, and that's something that almost no educational institution is going to teach you how to be. You have to look at you know other places like you know. Uh, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, or um, this book over here that I have, How to Create uh, Wealth, uh, How to, yeah, How to Create Wealth Investing in Real Estate by yeah. Grant Cardone, reading stuff like that, um, watching the right content, knowing how to invest your money in like the right places, knowing how to grow it, knowing how to cut down on your spending, knowing how to earn more money, um, you know, just being smart with your money in general, that's something that a lot of people uh, struggle with and actually even like there, I, I forgot exactly what the statistic was but a large majority or like, yeah a large portion of people that make over two hundred thousand dollars a year still live paycheck to paycheck why is that you are making almost a quarter million dollars every single year as your as your family income right and you're still living paycheck to paycheck that is completely absurd there's people getting on with 33k a year living paycheck to paycheck fine that makes sense that's barely any money but if you make a quarter million dollars a year there is no reason for you to live paycheck to paycheck and i, I think the re the reason is is because they don't know how to manage their money and um yeah obviously like going back to your whole like you know uh uh argument about like how people go to like the most successful schools and everything and yeah. they make a decent amount of money they don't make the top top amount of money and that's because they don't have this right skills um to actually generate that sort of wealth in the first place let's look at people like grant cardone amazing salesman, amazement marketer, amazing uh, real estate investor, right? That's basically where he made most of his money. He's also an entrepreneur. He has a whole bunch of businesses, um, you know, like the whole 10X brand, uh, franchise and everything like that. That's crazy. Like he's been making, he's, he's a billionaire. He's, I think he's worth like $2.53 billion. And um, a quick story about him was that he was broke as shit when he was 25 years old. He was a drug addict. And how come Someone like him, right? Someone completely broke with zero assets at the age of 25, drug addict, completely changed his life. Now he's 63 years old. He's worth $2.53 billion. How? How is that possible? No, it's not his college degree. It's not any of that. Mm -hmm. He put in the right, he put in the work, he put in the time, he put in the energy to uh, invest his skill, invest his time into the right skills. He learned the right skills. He learned how to market. He became a good salesman. He became a good real estate investor and he just worked on the right things to generate that wealth in the first place. The people that go to these Ivy colleges, they spend their time going through the educational system. They don't uh, learn any of like the important skills of trying to like be good with their money. If they learned that, then they would be a lot more successful than they are right now. Now, obviously, like if you go to an Ivy college, you're pretty much guaranteed a really well, you know, a really high paying job, depending on what major you're in. Right. Um, yeah. And I don't doubt that for sure. Like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you can easily get a six figure jobs, multiple six figure jobs. 
um, because of your degree or whatever. But then again, at the end of the day, the way that you, the, like the skills that you learn is going to be a lot more valuable than uh, the education that you get. Yeah, so. no, the way I see it, like, it's like all these people do all these extracurriculars, right? Just to get into that college because that, that's what they perceive as, you know, like that that's going to give them the life they always wanted, right? But the thing yeah. is, like, what these ECs teach you is that if you're doing shit like this every single week, like you're doing, you're learning how to do sales, like you're doing internships, you're doing all of that, you're you're making yourself into someone who has all these high income skills. And once you have all these high income skills, you're able to sell it to people, right? Because other people yeah. don't, don't have these high income skills. They don't know how to copyright. They don't know how to sell. They don't know how to run ads, right? So if you learn all of those things... You become someone that can really become profitable just off the skills that you've learned because people are going to are spending like five years just mastering ads. Right. And then that's why they're being paid so much because other people, they don't want to do five years. Right. People hire CPAs because they don't want to learn accounting. They don't want to do all this, find all the, all, all this work. Right. So yeah. I really think that, you know, if you're going into business, like you don't, I, I really don't think you need the degree, man. Like I, I think it's all about. For business, it's all about the piece of paper, but for something like doc, being having a doctor, go, becoming an engineer, becoming a lawyer, it's like you need it. But in business, if you just want to make money, like I, I've never really understood like why college is so prevalent on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, we could go back to like, you know, what Elon said a couple of years ago, how Tesla won't be requiring you to even have a college degree. With a high school diploma, you could start working at uh, at, uh, at Tesla. I, maybe he said you don't even need a high school. I actually don't know about that, but he did say specifically that you don't need a college degree to start working at Tesla. And what does that tell you? Like this major tech manufacturing company, what are they exactly looking for? They're looking for your experience with uh, the real world. They're trying to make sure that, you know, you have the adequate skills, the skill set to, um, to be, you know, to even be capable for the job that they're going to be offering in Tesla in the first place. Now, what does that tell you? If they don't offer or if they don't require, um, a degree in college then that's a big that's the biggest sign right there that yeah this college degree is not required uh or like the skills that you that you need to learn you're not going to get them from uh, yeah like, from the college I, I don't understand like why in society like why if you have the skills for the job and you can do with someone better than someone that has a college degree like why why should the person with the college degree be picked no there's absolutely no reason like you want as, as okay look if i was an employer right and i yeah. was trying to find someone who knew how to do a job would i look for someone who has a college degree, okay, let's say it was like engineering, right? If I needed to find a mechanic, would I hire um, a college dropout who has 10 years of experience in in being a mechanic, right? Like, you know, yeah. he owned his business of, uh, of like being a mechanic. He worked like several positions. Or would I hire a dude who's fresh out of college with an engineering major? Who would I hire? You would uh, hire the second person, man. The first one, right? The the one who has the 10 oh, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, hire the, I would hire the one with the 10 years of experience as a mechanic. I would not hire the person who's fresh out of college with like college degree with zero experience in, in like being a mechanic. Of course not. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I would definitely take the person who has um, the more experience with the job in the first place. I wouldn't be taking someone with just a college degree. So. Yeah. All right. And that's what freshman fit teaches you. All right. Yeah. You man. Anything else to add? Um. Well, let's see what we covered. We covered uh, women, obviously. We covered, you know, chasing money and success. Um, yeah, I mean, those are, like, probably the biggest messages to give out there and shit. Uh, 